Hello, welcome to another episode of LFC Reactions. This one here, Liverpool versus Norwich in the FA Cup. Um, yes, last time I did the episode was the Leeds game, and I know I wanted to do a Sunday evening podcast, but I'm firstly gonna talk about um, Liverpool being the EFL Cup champions. Yes, we are the ninth nine-time record holders um, of the EFL Cup. I was meant to do an immediate reaction. I ended up going to a bar to watch the game. Then lost my voice a little bit when I found out we won the game. So I was I did watch all the game in its time in its from start to finish basically, but my voice was so hoarse after it that I wasn't able to really do a podcast. But I'm gonna quickly touch upon what I liked in the EFL Cup before I go into greater depth about um Liverpool versus Norwich in the FA Cup. So, um up against Chelsea, typically um the two times we've played Chelsea in the league games, they've both ended up being one one at Anfield and two two. And you'd say on both occasions that both results should have been a draw. Sure the the the, the one at Anfield you could say oh uh Chelsea were down to ten men but Chelsea were just so um Compact in that second half. I remember, and this was this game happened back in August. Um, yeah, they couldn't break them down in that in that first Premier League game, and then the second game, I think it was personnel that we lacked in COVID that might have been an issue. So that's where the draw was a fair affliction. And then yeah, this game, um, in the EFL Cup final, it wasn't easy. It wasn't easy at all. But the lineup that we saw was practically what I thought was going to be our strongest team. Basically, our strongest back five, you had Thiago, Henderson and Fabinho and then Mane, Diaz, Salah up front. And then Thiago picks up an injury um, in the warm-up, so he got replaced by Keita. But then um, Keita did well, he held up. Keita, I was very happy with Keita's performance. He managed to find a balance that was needed, but it wasn't quite like the Fabinho-Thiago pivot where... They will block off passing lanes and all that stuff. But to be fair to Kato, he locked off Kante and stopped him making uh, runs with the ball or even just uh, passes with the ball, interceptions, that sort of thing. It was kind of just uh, prowling around him just to isolate him and stop him. But um, you'd say Chelsea probably had the clear-cut chances. Pulisic probably could have scored against us in the first five minutes. Um, Mason Mount. At the end of the first half, he could have scored. Mane could have scored a rebound. Um, in the second half, the high line fells us, and then Mason Mount hits the post. And if you and if that was if that was a Mason Mount where he's not rusty, he probably would have actually scored one. And then Liverpool scored offside goal with Matip, and then Chelsea scored offside goal with Havertz. I think twice. Then, yeah, it was just one of those cagey moments. But it was a very thrilling nil-nil. Then we make changes. And then Lukaku scores offside goal in extra time. Uh, VAR rules it out by like a millimetre or whatever. Then it goes to penalties. Um, You'd think it would just be the usual five penalties from each player. But it ended up being 11-10. So every Liverpool player that stepped up scored... And the only player, and every Chelsea outfield player did, 
until it came to Kepa, who came on as a substitute for Mendy to ensure Chelsea win um, in penalty shootouts. But he couldn't save a single penalty and it was in fact up to him to take a penalty to keep Chelsea in the competition, ironically. And he ends up blasting it way over the bar like a goal kick. Uh, and then Liverpool win the Carabao Cup and you'd have to give your, the thanks to uh, Keller Hare, who's, see, who's seen us in this competition along the way. And also, uh, I, I, and I probably did mention in the podcast that um, I, I would want Alisson to stop, but now I feel bad because obviously Keller Hare has proved me wrong. Um, I, but it was just causing the finals, just defying margins. But Keller Hare was making, like, the, the Pulisic save was crucial. And then I can't remember, there was another save I think he made, which I can't remember entirely. But uh, yeah, but it, yeah, he, he kept us in the game for that final. So, and even along the way to get to the competition final itself, as well as Takumi Minamino, who didn't really get to come on and get his minutes, but he kept us in the game against Leicester, Preston, all these opponents there where you'd typically think, um, where you'd typically think, oh, if we go out, we go out, we move, and it's just, oh, Klopp disrespecting the the cups but now he's finally won his first domestic cup none of these journalists can say that he's disrespecting um the the domestic cups anymore because he's finally got one and with and uh where we want the quadruple we absolutely want the quadruple um yeah the fact the fan atmosphere at Wembley looks amazing all the fans look very happy uh obviously celebrations going off um, have I missed anything else? I feel like I've missed something. No, I don't think so. But yeah, uh, Liverpool win the first trophy of the season. And now it's down to the FA Cup, where we take our di- attentions away from one cup and focus it and focus on another cup. Um, so we played Norwich again. We played them 11 days ago and they made us work. They made us work um in in the in the league game. Uh in fact they took the lead first and then Liverpool had to come back and get a result. And then this time I was hoping that history don't repeat itself in terms of we have to work hard to get a result here. It should be just uh uh we get the result thing. But because Liverpool's uh, schedule in March is quite frantic, it's after after today's game it's uh, West Ham or West Ham at Anfield, then we enter Milan at Anfield. Uh, the, the mid next week, next week Tuesday, then you got Brighton Saturday I think, then I think you got Arsenal midweek, and then you're meant to have Man United, or you play the quarterfinals, which I will, uh, get into whether Liverpool did make it or not, um. But yeah, would there be changes coming into this Norwich game? I was expecting probably yeah, five, six changes, something like that. But I'll tell you how many changes was made. Um and yeah, let's get into the lineup and let's get into all the things I saw. So in goal you had Allison, left back uh Simicus, centre backs Canati, Joe Gomez, right back James Milner. Your midfield three, Henderson, 
Curtis Jones, Oxley Chamberlain. Up front, Origi, Takumi Minamino, Diogo Jota. So the only player who started on Sunday and starts today is Jordan Henderson. Um, everyone else was pretty much rotated. Um, and for some reason, I don't know, I thought Kelleher would get game time again. I honestly thought we'd play Kelleher, but maybe it was probably the smart thing to play Alisson because it would have been one week without not being in goal. And sometimes goalkeepers can get rustier quicker than uh, outfield players due to the fact that uh, Alisson may not face many shots on target, but when he do, he's got to be sharp and alert. If he's taken uh, an extra uh, game off, there might be a shot where he should routine, routinely save that he ends up spilling and goes in. So it's very smart to just put him in goal just to get him to the use of the field again. Um, yeah. And Norwich made changes as well. It, they played practically second string. A second string side because they obviously got league issues at hand with trying to survive in the Premier League. Um so FA Cup wouldn't really be a priority. It would just be like a unnecessarily unnecessary distraction because you you're probably not going to win it even if if you did the miraculous thing and beat Liverpool, um, but you still got your Man Cities, your Chelsea's. Um, I was gonna say Tottenham, but they got knocked out to Middlesbrough, uh, Crystal Palace. Yeah, that sort of thing. Anyway, so the game starts now, first half. Um, like the opening five minutes, kind of a little bit shaky on from our back line. Not defensively, just possession-wise on the ball. And I don't know if it was just me. It felt like the pitch was slowing down the ball a little bit. And maybe that's why certain passes wasn't coming off. I'm not quite sure, but... It could be also Gomez not having his second league start for the first time since the other time he played Norwich um, 11 days ago. So because he made uh, like some passes where he'd pass out wide to James Milner, but it wouldn't. It would be the simplest just diagonal pass, but sometimes it would be a little bit over here and it was same with Canati sometimes. But after that five, ten minute period, they, they just they were fine. Um, in terms of midfield, it was mainly Curtis Jones just running the show, picking up the ball in positions in the half space, turning, driving with it, linking up well with Simicus, uh, trying to link up with Jota and Takumi Minamino, and he was finding those pockets of spaces brilliantly, and he was always alert. Um, same with Henderson, where he would just make sure the basics of everyone, he would, he would just make sure he's doing his role, and making sure the basics are being fulfilled. Um, anyone that was making mistakes, like I think I think that Minamino must have gave him an awkward pass, or there was a time when Origi set up uh, Henderson, but it was awkward. He'd have a go at them just for like not be, not passing the like Henderson demands perfection, isn't it? That that that's that's his, that's always how Jordan Henderson's been like. Um, and then we have some corners. Milnowitz was on the right, but it was overhit sometimes. And I think there was one corner where we went short and then it, it kind of backfired. Like, I think Simicus tried to pass to Milner, but he overhit it. And, he, and Milner ends up passing 
to Canati, uh, not Canati. Who was who was playing six? I think Henderson, and then we had to start the attack again. Um, Oxley Chamberlain, I didn't see his face. Like there was times where, when Liverpool would have the possession and you pass it just alongside the halfway line, it was like um, Henderson and. Jones and sometimes uh, Simicus were looking for the extra midfield player, which should have been Ox, to find the pockets in the half space and turn out. But it was like Ox was playing up. It was like Ox just decided to relinquish that role and just, I want to be up front with Minamino and Origi and Jota. But that's, they're the forwards, bro. Like, this is second string Norwich side. If anything, you should naturally feel more confident and be more assertive. But the last game he had against Norwich, he done terrible. And that's when, when he came off, you saw the immediate changes. Um, but uh, Chamberlain's first half did not impress me. But yeah, the first key moment happens like, uh, like know, around half an hour, say 28 minutes in. Simicus whips a ball in. Um, it's not a corner or anything. This was open play. He whips it into Origi. Origi lays off um, Minamino. Minamino controls it. Slots it past Tim Krull. 1-0 Liverpool. He loves a cup game. He loves a cup goal. Minamino um, putting Liverpool in the lead. And then waking up the Anfield crowd. Who were very a bit uh, muted um, in periods of that first half. Um, I did hear the Jota song a couple of times. But... Um, but it took the Minamino goal to wake the crowd up a little bit, and then twelve minutes later, Liverpool have a corner. Um, we Simicus finds uh Minamino back post as all the Norwich players run near post to try and uh get their bearings of where they think the ball is gonna be. But uh, Zimmerman probably should have watched uh Minamino. He could have probably stopped it because Minamino had time to control the ball in the box. And then hit it on the volley, comes off the post and then great connection, great goal, 2-0 Liverpool. Um, and then, yeah, Liverpool just kind of slowly sucking the life out of the game in the remainder of the first half. And I think I think uh, Norwich might have had one little half chance, but it didn't even really hit the target. Um, yeah, that was the first half. And then second half, we make a sub. Elliot comes on, Jones comes off, apparently has a fight issue or something. Um, and then, yeah, Liverpool kind of start as they go on, um, like the first half and the second. Um, Oxalade, after 50 minutes, finally has his key moment. Um, he picks up the ball out just outside the box. He tries to cut in, shoots, hits the post, goes out. Um, that was the first meaningful moment that I remember from Ox. Because the whole of the first half, he was basically anonymous. Um, and then Diogo, Diogo Jota, similar position, cuts in to shoot on his right foot. The Norwich player blocks it with his arm, literally blocks the ball with his arm. Um, but it's like he doesn't move the arm to the ball, but it's such a long way. The shot and the player is like a long way. It's a good two seconds where you can probably see... You can tra- read the trajectory of the ball, um, of where it's going to land. And he just kept his arm there. And it's just like, ref, 
pen, surely VAR check said no, it's good. And I'm pretty sure VAR check only said it's good because Liverpool 2 0 up. You don't want to kill the spirits of the game. I guarantee if that was a 0 0, they blow for a penalty. Because Everton versus Man City on Saturday, similar situation. Rodri unprovoked handballs it in the box. Clearest handball ever, not given by. Uh, What's this referee's name? Paul Tierney or Chris Kavanagh, who was VAR. Ironically, the same two people are from Manchester. The same two people who managed uh, Tottenham versus Liverpool. Uh, isn't that a coincidence? And then Mike Riley, PGMO, says to Frank Lampard, Oh, I'm sorry. So now it's, it's giving out apologies for shocking decisions. Other teams are going to be asking for their apology too. And that sets a bad precinct. Precinct? Is that a word? President? I don't know. Whatever the, whatever the word is. I'm, going, I'm sure you listeners know what I mean. Um, it sets a bad standard because now any other major mess up from an official, you're just going to hear, I'm sorry. Not, oh, this is what happened to clarify clarify what decisions went wrong in the game, what decisions went right in the game. Um and why you led to make a certain decision, like they do with VAR and referees with uh, rugby games. Um, yeah, you'd love to see that sort of consistency. So I've gone on a bit of a tangent from the game, but it's relatable because Liverpool should have had a, uh, give, been given a penalty for this, but it's not given. And, and English referees wonder why. They're not picks for Euro 2020, they're not picks for World Cup. Like, the standard of refereeing in this country is just getting progressively worse. But, yeah, um, 58 minutes, Henderson comes off. You uh, played well, you done all right. Um, Maud, Tyler Morton comes on. I think his last senior appearance might have been AC Milan back in December. I remember the ITV commentators were like, oh, he's played in, didn't he? He's played in the Carabao Cup. He's made a debut in the Champions League a couple of times. I was like, yeah, Tyler Morton, okay. Let's see what you're like in the six. Let's see if you're ready to step up. But um, there was a period between like 60 and 70 where the game was just so stagnant. It almost like was like a... It almost became a chore to watch between the 60th and 70th minute because the intensity just slowed so much down. Like Liverpool took their complete foot of the pedal and 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 I think the fans felt it as well. I mean, the fans weren't really uh giving up um a lively atmosphere anyway. But it was almost muted at Anfield that period between the sixty seventieth minute and second half, just both but, but just so quiet, and and it almost felt like pre season type vibes. Do you know what I mean? Something like that. And then uh, Norwich make their changes to. And then I remember one of their youth players actually has one of one moment where he kind of dribbles in the box. I think he tries to take on Milner. I think, yeah, I think he tries to take on Milner. Then he shoots, makes Allison forces Allison to make a good save. Um, then Norwich have a corner, we deal with it. And then uh, 76 minute key moment for Norwich. Um, Josh Sargent, I think, makes a pass. And I think Tyler Morton is as a number six. He's not ready yet because this is this he he got drawn to the ball as opposed to watching the passing lane of where the next pass is going to be and that's what Fabinho is really excellent of reading 
he he's excellent of just reading them off the ball situations there whereas Morton was just naturally drawn to the ball and he's physically I think he needs to bulk up a little bit more and just like little bit little things like that IQ and all that stuff and probably next year I can see him going on loan somewhere maybe a championship club um just so you can build the experience as a number six because it was very naive what he done and then I forgot the name of the Norwich player. He kinds of in, he's kind of in a one v one uh dribbling moment with Gomez, and then Gomez is just um jockeying backwards. But he didn't need to do that. He could have just closed the angle on on the play with the ball. But then and then when he decides to close in, Allison can't see where the ball's gonna be shot because by the time Gomez tries to attack it, he he's blocking the line of sight. From Allison's perspective, and where the ball's gonna be hit. So then, by the time Allison sees the ball, all he sees is the ball going past Gomez, and then that's when he has to react to try and save it. But ball ripples the bottom corner, and then yeah, two one out of nothing, and then Liverpool finally decided to play with some intensity again. But again, nothing was coming off. There was times where Liverpool were there was two fluid moments that was coming off nicely, and then Origi overplays it oh no he tries to dribble the first time got tackled then the second time he takes so long to make the pass and messes up completely and same with Chamberlain where he had the ball loses it in the second half at least a good two times and it's just very frustrating I think we're we're definitely coming to the end of Chamberlain's career at Anfield and unfortunately same with Origi I can't really see us signing any contracts for him obviously we Origi's a legend and everything what he's done, but just squad that for eyes. I don't know, man. He just wasn't cutting it today. And Minamino's even proving his worth now by scoring these two goals. He's knocking at the door. He's saying, "Hey, Klopp, don't think about selling me in the summer. If you want to con, if you if you want to be in contention for four trophies week in week out, I'm here. I'll score you all these goals. You, but I want the chance when it comes to uh, league games, but." Unfortunately, I don't know. I kind of feel sorry for Minamino in a way. He's doing all the right things in the cup games to score and impress Klopp, as he should. But then Klopp is never going to reward him with a Premier League start simply because Mane offers more, Diaz offers more, Jota offers more, Salah offers more. They just offer more, man. They just And Premier League games where... We we can't afford to give you a, a chance like that unless it's an injury situation. Klopp will just go with the tr- tried and trusted. Do you know what I mean? Uh, which is unfortunate, Minamino. And then, but there he'll have to make an assessment in the summer and decide what he wants to do. Um, but yeah, because of the uncertainty when it was two one at seventy six at the seventy six minute. Uh, we bring on Mane and Diaz, which kind of annoyed me. It shouldn't even have got to that situation, but yeah, Jota comes off, Origi comes off, and they come on. Uh, Diaz nearly scored straight away. Um, he picks up the ball outside the box. He cuts in. He shoots off balance. Ball goes wide though. Um, and then Mane tried to pick up the ball a couple of times, but passes were overhit as they were received into him. But other than that, Liverpool see the game out. Win the game 2-1. Minamino's given man of the match. Rightfully so. Because he's the one that scored the two goals. Um, and yeah. Liverpool in the quarterfinals of the FA Cup. Liverpool still in contention 
for all three trophies potentially and it's exciting times it'll be another month where it is weekend midday weekend weekend midweek weekend midweek yeah um which is good to see uh and this is what this is what the squad depth is for um we still don't know when Firmino's coming back we were told from Jurgen Klopp that Klopp that Thiago would definitely miss the Norwich game today, which he did. And he might be out of the West Ham game, but he might be 50-50 for Inter Milan. I hope it'll be a miracle because it was a tight hamstring if he can at least make the bench for West Ham because we need him and Thiago. Sorry, we need him and Fabinho, sorry. Otherwise, it'll probably be Cater, which is all right, but... We're stabbed by that team where um, you you don't quite know what you're gonna get from them and it's and and they're fighting for top four right now so and Jared Bowen causes problems so Liverpool need to be on job um, and ideally I'd I'd want us to start our best team if the, if that would be my dream scenario um, in terms of front three I think Jot will probably be on the bench you know. I think we go with Mane, uh, Diaz, Salah, and then obviously one of one of Mane or Diaz will come off, and then Jota comes on, depending on on the score line. I think Jota will come on anyway, regardless. To be honest, if he's fit and ready to play, I don't see why you wouldn't not use him. Um, and then yeah, Henderson, Fabinho, Cato, midfield, and then our strongest back five, Ali. Robertson, Van Dijk, Matip, Trent. Yeah, so... Because after this game... Yeah, as I mentioned before, the March schedule's looking mad. And and the quarterfinal game is meant to be where we play Man United in, at Anfield. But that will get moved now because uh, it's the quarterfinals of the FA Cup. So it'll probably get moved to a midweek game. Um, I believe... Sky Sports got that one, I think. So, yeah, that would be moved to sometime in April. But, hey, if you want to win four trophies, you're going to play a lot of games. I think I read something like Liverpool have to play 22 games in 87 days or something like that. If they want to win the quadruple, which is mental. 22 games is a lot. So... The, the the squad depth will definitely be uh tried and tested obviously. Um and the games where you'd probably get rotation. Enter Milan ish if we get a couple of goals early, the five sub rule would be perfect where we can allow rest. Brighton away, I can see us making a couple of changes, but not too many, because it's Brighton away. And then uh Arsenal away will be our strongest team. And then whoever we get in the FA Cup semi quarterfinals, we'll we'll see. It could be, it could be Middlesbrough, could be Man City, could be Chelsea, could be Bournemouth if they beat Everton tomorrow. That would be an amazing quarterfinal. Um, I'd love to see Bournemouth versus Liverpool. Um, could be Southampton. Yeah, could. Be. Ideally, Southampton, Southampton, Middlesbrough. Uh, Southampton, Middlesbrough, Crystal Palace would be yeah the best three. 
Don't want Chelsea, don't want Man City, don't want Everton. Yeah. So yeah. That's the podcast. Half an hour long. Uh yeah, thank you guys for listening to LFC Reactions. Hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I will just I don't think I'll be able to do the West Ham game this weekend, but I'll definitely be doing the Inter Milan game um next Tuesday. So Tune in for that one where I'll be giving my post-match analysis and hopefully be declaring that Liverpool are still in all four competitions by then. So yeah, hope you guys enjoyed this episode and uh, like, share, follow, all of that. Thank you very much. Cheers. You never walk alone.